This week I have a little snafu with my external hard drive and things get a little crazy. Not really. I'm also talking with the founder of Hike Austin, the Instagram account. You met him a few episodes back to talk about what he likes to share and some of his favorite places. And one of his favorite places that he just visited was the Narrows out in the Texas Hill Country. So listen to learn more about some of the precautions you need to take, but also what you can expect by visiting this amazing place. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. I'm recording this segment on a Friday evening. Typically, when I'm doing this part of the week's podcast, I'm usually doing it like Monday or Tuesday because I'm kind of figuring out what I want to talk about during the week. Or this part is recorded kind of right at the end of the the main segments, but I'm doing this section on a Friday night because I haven't released this particular episode yet. And there's a a little bit of a reason why I I haven't had a ramble story here in, in a while, but this time last night I was just wrapping up an interview and I was editing the audio and I was using my external hard drive to transfer the file from my iPad, which is what I used to record the podcasts, and transferring it to my desktop because the the cloud software that I use, I use Microsoft OneDrive for a lot of my documents and stuff, but it wasn't for whatever reason, accepting the file. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just put it on my hard drive, move it from one device to the other. So right off the bat, you know, totally grateful that I even have the opportunity to have multiple devices to do something like that. So that should, you know, there's something to be said about about that opportunity in itself. So I'm super, super thankful to even have that as an option. As I was moving the external hard drive back to my iPad, I noticed that it wasn't opening up anymore. And because I typically get frustrated with technology, got a little grumpy and and took it out and then put it back in my desktop and it wasn't reading on my computer either. And then I noticed that while the light was on, it started making a beeping sound and I just was thinking maybe it's always done that and I could never really hear it normally. And then I grabbed it with a little bit more force and put it back into my tablet and it still wasn't reading. And then a little bit of the panic starts to set in that something more 
dramatic was happening. So without boring y'all too much on that aspect of it, I was able to um, have my, my wife was able to drop it off for me this morning and I went to, to work. I didn't have time to do it before I went to work. So she was gracious enough to do that for me. And about three forty-five, four o'clock today, I spoke to the person who was looking at it, doing the diagnostic and basically said that the issue wasn't just a software problem. It was mechanical and that the hard drive needed to be sent to uh, the next level specialist. That that was not something they do to open up the hard drive and diagnose it at that point and, and hopefully restore it. So, you know, I wasn't really sure how to respond until I got that clarification. You know, I, I, the whole morning and the whole day, I was like, well, we'll, we'll just see. There's nothing I can do about it. My daughter has a rule that she cannot be upset about something if it's something out of her control. She can be frustrated about this or that, but to be truly upset about something that's out of her control is something that we're really trying to work on because that was always something that I didn't consider and I would just get really mad and get really frustrated and in the past would get really loud. And that was just how I vented. I, I, I just got mad that way. And then I noticed that she was picking up on that. So I stopped drinking alcohol in January of this year. So January, 2020. And I felt that because that wasn't a part of my life anymore, I was able to focus on the issue and compartmentalize each thing that was going on and kind of really think about the situation and think about the scenario and really realize what was happening. And so while there was definitely a lot of stuff on there, there was a lot of pictures and a lot of video, it wasn't, you know, these places and I was talking about this at work with my coworkers, but every place that I photographed or recorded video at is still there. And I can go back to these places and I, I have the ability and 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 the means to revisit any of these places that I want to go to that I went to this year. And if I wanted to take more pictures and that was I think the biggest takeaway. Nothing that was lost is truly lost because those places still exist and I have those memories. And I was kind of surprised that all day I never really went into full-blown sadness or, or frustration or even anger about any of it because I just had that clear head and I was able to kind of take a moment and breathe and, and really realize that none of this is really the end of the world. I I am so happy that I get to share these moments and I'm really hoping that it influences some of y'all to go visit some of these places as well. And that's, that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal, not how much content is stored up on a hard drive. It's really just getting people outside. But 
kind of back to the 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 alcohol part i was really proud of myself that one in some of these kind of tough times that that wasn't a temptation i i am not thankfully and i know not everyone's situation is the same but i haven't really been triggered with everything that's gone on in 2020 i've i've actually not really had any kind of moments where I felt like, man, I could really use a drink right now. And that's, I think, a, just a testament to how much more focused on my on my breathing and, and having those moments of meditation to just kind of think about everything each step of the way and go down the list and, and really tell myself what is is important in that moment. So yeah, it's no fun, but it it's we move on and we we move forward and we start making new memories and and having an opportunity to share some of those moments with you as well. So I really appreciate y'all following along and checking in and when I do share pictures or video or whatever, I really like that y'all seem to be enjoying it and that's kind of what matters the most, not that I, I lost any of the pictures because all of that stuff can be redone if necessary. And, and I look forward to keep going out there and getting out there and what a, what, a, what a way to kind of start going to the end of 2020 with something like this happening. It just kind of makes sense. And what, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do about any of that, but I I am really su- feeling the support and appreciation. A few of y'all reached out to me on Instagram when I put, I had sent out a request, like if anyone knew anyone that worked in that um, segment, if they could reach out. And a couple people gave me some, some, some love on, on the social media. So that was really appreciated too. So I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got a couple things going on um for some some fun stories and some fun recaps so enjoy all right this week i'm back with matthew he was just on to talk about his amazing Instagram account, Hike Austin. And I was super jealous about a recent trip you just took to the Narrows. I've personally never, never been. Um, the last time I talked about the Narrows on this podcast, it was really because on one of the Facebook groups that I follow about hiking and backpacking, pretty much got into this eruption of a discussion about whether or not the Narrows is something that people should be visiting. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of on... I don't really have an opinion so far for me. I, I think I'm just kind of lazy and don't know if I want to go through all the hassle to to go. But it definitely looks uh, fantastic. And it, I'm super excited to hear your trip and kind of how it came about. But first and foremost, why don't you let the the listeners know kind of what precautions are definitely important to take? Yeah, definitely. And so kind of obvious discussion with the Narrows is, is it public or not? And so, you know, technically speaking, the river is public for you to walk through. 
and then all of the land adjacent is not. And that's really tricky because that's not always very clear. And depending on which way you hike in, you're either swimming to do it totally legally um, or having to cross some pretty difficult terrain. And there's no obvious trail. I mean, you're hiking through a riverbed. So it's not obvious. There's brush. You're kind of going back and forth, figuring it out. And a lot of times it's kind of deceiving. It leads you to believe that, oh, here's this big thing of water and there's a trail going around the side. You don't realize you're now outside of it. There's no signs. There's nothing. And so it can be done legally and properly. You just really have to be paying attention. And honestly, I lucked out going with somebody who had done it before and trying to do it on your own at some point you're going to step on private property. I mean, it's, it's basically impossible not to, if you just really don't know what you're doing. And so even though it's legal, in my opinion, I really believe that nine out of 10 people probably should not attempt it. And the ones that do really need to do their homework, pay attention to what they're doing and just have the right intent when they're going. And yeah, just really be careful. You know, we, the group ahead of us, we can get into that, but you know, we, we had a group ahead of us have a guy get arrested because he stepped just a few feet outside of the riverbed and the sheriffs are there. And so they really don't play around when it comes to that. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is I, I don't know if everyone really understands kind of how important it is to stay within the boundaries. I think there's a, a phrase, especially in the fishing community, it's, you know, keep your feet wet. And and if, as long as you're staying in the water and, and Texas is so unique in that sense too. But so, so was this something that had been planned for a while or was it kind of, kind of thrown together? Yeah. So I've planned going to the Narrows for a long time. Like a lot of people have done the, the homework and the research. I've kind of understood what the gist of it was, but never pulled the trigger. There's a lot of information, but it's, kind of vague and everybody kind of has different accounts of what's happened to them. And so I was nervous to, to do it. You know, eventually I would have done it. Um, but then I had a gentleman, a landowner along the Blanco um, reach out to me and asked if I wanted to go. He had done it. He just bought this land back in January and had done the hike three or four times successfully. And I was like, duh, you know, how do I say no to that? And so um, it was getting cold, you know, this time of year. So we grabbed a Saturday morning that was conditions ended up probably being a little too cold. Um, and then just made it happen. And so his property, um, you know, so the, the actual narrows itself, there's landowners right on it. And I think it's like family trust and a church or a boy scout group owns one of them. And those are the people that you really deal a lot of the complaints with, but from there going both directions upstream or downstream, I mean, there's dozens and dozens of different landowners. And so he had an area, his property is five miles downstream. Um, but the best thing with that is it's a place to park being a big issue, trying to go to the narrows, um, to go out we drove out to his property real early um last saturday morning and then did the hike from there so what time did y'all get the get the trip started because this is a pretty hefty hike so it, it's not something you can just knock out did you kind of have a time frame that you wanted to be out there yeah so we started the hike at seven thirty in the morning um i wanted to try to just get there not really knowing what, what to get into. And so we left about 7.30. And, and his property that we went from saves about a mile. So round trip, about two miles of one of the options of doing it legally. Um, so we still had you know quite a hike from his property. Um, left at 7.30, and then we got back around 4.30. So you know, it was a full day hike, and we spent probably two hours actually at the Narrows once we got there. 
what was in your opinion kind of the the, the challenging part because I, I did see that y'all did have to swim for i mean was there parts that were like super deep and kind of gnarly like what was that yeah so um the, if you go from the upstream you know coming from the south or i guess the east there are three or four sections that you do have to swim and that's some of the areas you can get in trouble because it's real tempting to not have to swim and just take the shore, but then you're on private property. And so most of it was about waist deep, but there was one section that was probably about 150 yards. I mean, it was a long ways. Um, that was anywhere from knee deep all the way to my girlfriend was on her tippy toes and it was up to her chin. I mean, we were an inch, inch deeper she would have been <laughs> swimming. And so um, she was a trooper. Uh, I was a little nervous bringing her and then I was real impressed, you know, so you can do it if you just have a, a good mindset and are willing to just push through some of those uncomfortable moments. And is there a definite spot where you kind of know like you're at the end or did y'all just kind of pick a spot where that was pretty visually appealing and kind of decide that was kind of going to be the end point of the narrows itself? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I guess the Blanco River goes on and on, but mm-hmm. is there kind of like a point where it, it's just not as interesting to kind of be at? Yeah, definitely. And so before doing this hike, I didn't realize that the Blanco River goes underground and then comes back all over the place. And so when you're hiking, it's it's totally dry. And all of a sudden, like that 100-yard stretch of water, it just pops up out of nowhere. And it's real cool spring-fed water. And so... Uh, when you get to the Narrows, that's where a ton of that, you know, the river's basically resurfacing right there. And so the water's ice cold. But as you come in touch kind of to the mouth of it and then you go through the different pools, once you get to the end, the river goes away. So there's not really water to the north. And so if you do the hike um, coming downstream, you don't have to swim at all. And so it's real interesting, but the water right at the Narrows, I mean, it's kind of self-contained. You come into the mouth of it, and then there's a few different pools that are just incredible. And then you get basically to the end, and you're back just to rocks again in a riverbed. Yeah, and that, and I think as far as Blanco goes, I know kind of where I'm at in between San Marcos and Kyle, it, it definitely gets to the point where it dries up. So it's not it's not a super reliable river. So I imagine, you know, that at some times of the year, you're going to see it. It's going to be a little bit more fantastic. And I feel like with the amount of water y'all got, y'all kind of hit it at a good spot. Um, just looking at the pictures that you had posted. So when you, when you're there and you're kind of enjoying it, like, are you feeling like, man, this is, this is worth it. Like I know it hasn't been that long, but has it kind of sunk in to, to tell yourself like, man, that was totally something I would do again. Are you like, man, I, I did it and it was cool, but uh, it is what it is. I will def- I'll definitely be back. It was one of the most incredible outdoor experiences I've had, to be honest. I think that the hike being somewhat brutal and the legalities and really, you know, the whole experience to me just kind of makes it better. You know, I, I seek those kind of adventurous experiences like that. And so I could definitely see how for some people they'd go once incredible time and say, check, don't need to do that again. But for me, especially with photography, the different seasons affected. And we were so freezing cold swimming when once we got there um, that my hands were shaking so bad that there's a ton of photos that I wish I could have got. But 
I, I just I was too cold. You know, my lips were turning yeah. blue. The landowner I was with, his lips were turning blue. Oh, wow. It was, we picked an interesting day, but the weather is interesting to get it just right. But yeah, I mean, we could have potentially been in a dangerous situation of how cold the water was, how cold we got. We warmed back up quick, but I mean, it's no joke how cold the water is when you're in the Narrows. And the day we went, it was overcast and kind of muggy. And so... Yeah, it was an interesting place, especially with all my camera gear, finding a dry spot to pull it out of the bag and all that. Yeah, going on a warmer day when I could really kind of take my time in the pools, kind of swimming through the different ones. Long story short, yes, I'll be back. I, I can't wait. I'm already, as soon as it warms back up again, um, I'm going. And, and I think you touched on kind of another important aspect of the thing, the journey, is you are not at a park. You're not at like a super high traffic area. So if things do go sideways, you know, you're, you've got to be really prepared and mindful of kind of the worst case scenario. And y'all were in a group, so you had other people to kind of help out and stuff. But I think anyone that's trying to do this solo, I think that's definitely an extra precaution. Just make sure you have something where you can communicate if something does hit the fan, you know? Yeah, I really highly, highly, highly recommend not doing this by yourself. I have you know, done it and would not do it by myself. I could I? Yes. But you are in a remote area. And so as you're hiking through, there's the concern from snakes. There's a concern you twist and break an ankle. I mean, and so you're not walking a trail. You're walking loose rock in a riverbed. You're hopping over little boulders. And then when you get close to the narrows, we call them soap rocks. I mean, there's several hundred yards of little streams and things, just gorgeous, but everything is covered in algae. I fell several times. Everybody fell. I mean, the chance to, to break a wrist, to slip and cut yourself on a rock, all of that is high. And so me not really knowing what I was getting into, overprepared. So I brought a full backpacking backpack, first aid, stop bleed, kind of the whole nine yards, extra water, you know, just to be safe. But that's that's one of the main reasons I don't recommend people attempting this without really being prepared. And that's a big portion of what I mean by being prepared is planning for the kind of the unknowns and how dangerous it can be to do this hike. Um, the variables are constantly changing. And even when you get to the narrows itself, if you were down in those pools and got too cold or something, you step three feet out of them, you're, you're, there's a sheriff waiting for you. And so that group ahead of us, they came downstream and they were flipping a coin to see who jumps in first. And one guy was standing on the next rock higher than his buddies and the sheriff showed up arrested him took him to jail in san marcus searched them all let the other two guys go but if you get injured or you twist an ankle and then you start trying to go you know an easier route to get back you could end up in jail and so it's a really tricky hike to do uh, safely and legally did the landowner that you were with, did he know that was all there when he bought the property? I think so. I, you know, it's yeah. a gorgeous property. So I think he was doing it regardless. And I think as he was looking into it and buying it, it was like, oh, wow, this is doable from here. Um, and so we were joking around a little bit, maybe guiding some people to go see the Narrows. But that's just a whole can of worms. And it's people would be an uproar if you know there was somebody you know taking folks to go see it and even just you get hurt i mean it's really really a risky hike as far as injury and so i don't know it, it, it's if you have to hike any portion of the riverbed there's safety involved if you can luck out and find the landowners right on it then there's no hike you can just show up and have fun and so it just kind of really depends where you're coming from and so kind of here was the, the the thing i think when we were when i was on that I guess message 
board or whatever, talking about people know about it. People have gone and hiked it, but it's not something you you had when you were there. There was the one crowd in front of you. It's not super, super at the point where it's high traffic. What, in your opinion, like, are the landowners, I mean, it's their property. I totally get it. And I'm not trying to be controversial in any sense, but do you feel that the landowners should accept that that's where they live and have some kind of leniency or are you feel like they're being just protective of their land and if they let things kind of get carried away then it can just turn into a bigger problem since it isn't kind of a regulated public space Mm -hmm. like now that you've been i mean do you think more people should should see it and work something out or do you think it's going to be just this kind of special thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of the fence, to be honest. On, on one hand, I don't like the way it's being handled by the landowners where it's just these games being played where you have really good people with good intentions showing up and they make a small mistake to barely step outside of the riverbed and they're right there calling the sheriffs and taking pictures of them to have them arrested. And so I just don't like this middle ground. You know, let's either make it private to where you have to know one of those landowners and end all this fuss, or let's try to at least open up some sort of public access. If, you know, you did guided tours where you restricted the people coming in, you were paying attention to what's going on, I think it would cut out a lot of the people trying to make the hike, injuring themselves, breaking the law. And so I don't like this middle ground that we're in. Um, Just seems like there's a lot of games being played with it. I will say to credit to the landowners, that place is pristine. The entire hike, I did not see a single piece of trash. There's no, I didn't see any vandalism, no trash, nothing when I was at the Narrows. I mean, it's truly well protected. So, I mean, I'll give them that. But it's just the way it's handled a bit. You could even tell the sheriffs, like, didn't want to be harassing the guys. But they had to. I mean, they're elected officials. And so, it's... I just don't like the way it is right now. It's either open up some sort of public access or let's just make it full private. It's just kind of a weird, tempting hike that only leads to bad situations. And so, I don't know, again, you can do it legally. And, and, you know, we talked to the sheriffs throughout the hike. We talked to one of the landowners briefly that was calling the sheriffs on everybody. And so, you know, just really mind your P's and Q's and you can do it. But I just, I wish there was better options for people. Um, even if you charge them a premium, people would pay it to come see it. You could put that money into more conservation in the area. And so I hope that something like that comes of it or let's just go ahead and make it private. You know, it's, I'm, I'm kind of good either way. I just, it's kind of unfair kind of being half in half out right now. Yeah. And I mean, and I know the insurance on having guided trips would be a premium as well, but I definitely feel like it would, it would pay itself back and, and, and then who would want that kind of premium experience as well. You know, I think there's there's definitely an opportunity there. But you're right. I mean, I think that's why places, you know, we just spoke to the um to Trevor from mm-hmm. West Cave and you know, there's something to be said about protecting something of that magnitude, but doing it in a way that turns around and also educates on conservation and preservation. And I think it's, it's uh, for something like that, like it is a circle and I think everything kind of leads into something else. So I think you're absolutely right. Like it's, I think there's a way to do it and, and I don't think anyone's interest is going to dissolve anytime soon, but 
I would definitely hope that something can be worked out in the future because, I mean, it seems like a really neat place. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I was super, super jelly of the trip. And <laughs> uh, I get to get to, as, as most of the people that are following the account to get to kind of see some amazing places and, and pique that interest. So I was really happy that you shared that with all of us. Yeah. Um, what else, what else do you want us to know about the place just in general? If anybody... Yeah. So, um, well, real quick, I, I do think that the way West Cave took, you know, just the natural beauty that they have there and then w- were able to form this, you know, this whole center around it and working with children and nature, I think a similar concept to that could work at the Narrows. And I think it could do so much good. I mean, you have this gem of Texas. I mean, I've been all over Texas and the Narrows is, is truly, truly incredible. Pictures just don't do it justice. I never realized how big how big it is. I mean, you go in there, these pools are 30 feet deep. I mean, it's just, it's truly from another world. It is, it lives up to all of the hype. I mean, it, it truly is something that just inspires awe when you see it. And I think those places have a power to influence a lot of positive things. And I just don't think the Narrows is being used for that to its full advantage. I know they have summer camps, different things out there, but I think a similar format to West Cave could really, you know, the Narrows could really make some waves with positivity and the outdoors and conservation. I mean, there's just a lot that could be done there and because of how special it is. And so I guess that's kind of my big takeaway. You see the pictures, you see the videos, none of it do its justice. I mean, I look back at the pictures I took and I'm like, it just does, it, this isn't it. Like you just, you have to see it in person. It's the scale is just way different when you're there seeing it. And it, it's, it's just, it's truly incredible. So what I'm hearing is, is we need to start a GoFundMe, raise enough money, buy some <laughs> land and uh, just, just start it ourselves. I mean, I am, I'm down. Let's, we'll, we'll, if anyone's listening out there, that's a angel investor, just uh, hit oh, us man. up. We are. Yeah, exactly. All right, Matthew, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us your journey and uh, maybe pique some interest of anyone out there, but just be advised. Listen, listen to all the precautions. It isn't something that you can just show up and do. There are some extra steps that you need to take to make this safe for yourself and for anyone that you're with. And obviously, we don't want anyone going out there and getting arrested because that's not fun either. So yeah, so be on the lookout for the, I don't know if you still have them up. I think there were stories or did you put pictures up Yeah, so I have some stories, just more kind of behind the scenes, so to speak, of the hike itself. I may end up highlighting them at some point, but now it's mainly just some kind of static photographs in in my feed. Yeah, so, you know, be on the lookout on the Hike Austin Instagram page for other amazing places around Austin and Texas in general. So thanks again, Matthew. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page.
So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. <laughs>